Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday day. <laughs> Hope everybody's doing good and slept well and ready to hit the day running. I tell you what, 4 a.m. comes really early. It's tough getting up that early every morning. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's particularly uh, my daughter gets home late from work and because uh, I keep rest as she gets home and I always stand outside and wait on her she pulls into the driveway and always excited to see her and give her a big hug as she's uh, uh, coming in she didn't get home till after 10 last night and I tell you if fat boy ain't in bed by 8 39 o'clock it, it is it makes for a long day I, you don't know how close I come to putting on there uh, no devotions today I'm like, no I can't do that I can't be a uh, 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 a weenie <laughs> got to got to do the adult thing and and uh do what needs to be done so i dragged my sorry rear end out of bed and and uh done my personal bible study and uh trying to prepare for uh this morning uh as well all right who do we have here this morning we got miss amy oaks turner debbie jackson sipe mike kinsley darlene barker so appreciate all and of course was always more than that watching by just who I see, but I appreciate you all tuning in and uh, joining me this morning, trying to get our day going in the right direction. All right, let's go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Man, what a awesome pledge that is, and uh, I just hope you guys don't take it for granted. I don't think anybody watching this morning does. I've seen many of your posts, and I know you're all a very patri just as patriotic as I am, if not more so. And um, it uh, this current administration, I thought uh, Obama was the worst administration we could have ever had, but apparently uh, Biden said, holding my beer, he was out to uh, make it a point to uh, uh, make his the worst watching this morning at the border a uh, little I don't know it's like two or three year old and a baby uh, was abandoned uh, at the border uh, and uh, they found them uh, and I, just, I can't imagine these little kids how scared uh, that little girl was and you know this, this kind of stuff the people dying uh, all this blood's on Biden's hand what happened in Afghanistan's on Biden's head uh, then you have uh, Millie, who's want to uh, give out uh, secrets to compromise our security. It's just, uh, tell you guys, uh, you know, I, from a, it's just, uh, it makes me fighting mad, I'll be honest with you. And uh, then I was looking this morning, um, I don't know if I can pronounce her name right, uh, Patoli, Patori, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, she's, this girl's missing. Uh, she's about the same age as my son. And this her boyfriend comes back home and won't talk and lawyered up, and uh, they keep showing the pictures that father was on Fox News earlier talking about his daughter missing. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I pray to God, uh, I, if it, heaven forbid something was to happen to one of my kids, I'm telling you right now, what I would do, I will not mention on here because it would be so heinous. You would think that I am crazier than what I am. But uh, you don't monkey with my kids, and I'm telling you what, uh, the strength this guy's showing is far more than I would show. Let's just say, put it this way, the little boyfriend that's lawyering up, law, law, getting a lawyer and uh, won't talk, 
uh, he, uh, he'd be squealing when I got a hold of him, and he would be telling me everything he knew. Uh, we'll just leave it at that, but you get my drift. <laughs> so, but anyway, well, that is my opening rant for the day in regards to current events. So hopefully you take that and do that uh, with it as you will. Let's look at our morning verse. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. Seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Alright, so um, praise God for this verse this morning. This verse may have, you may have heard this verse, may be familiar with it. Uh, you know, uh, people may have used this throughout the ages. Don't know uh, how familiar you are with the minor prophets, and um, if this is something that uh, you're familiar with. But it is um, when we look at this here. You know, of course, if to put everything into its full context, and I've always told you read what's before the, and what's after, and that brings the verse into a better, clearer light and understanding. Uh, a little background, of course. God is reminding them very much kind of like in Deuteronomy in our study we just finished up last night. God's trying to remind them of some things and what he's brought them through and what they have done. And, um, you know, here they're, he's trying to make it um, uh, clear to them that it's not their sacrifice, it's not their works that's going to save them. It is their understanding of God and what the future prophet that is be greater than Moses, Jesus Christ has come to fulfill all these things. You know, they look forward to to the coming of the Messiah as we look backward to what uh, Christ done for us and that's what he's trying to get through to them and that uh, that their conformity to the law was nothing more than hypocrisy because that's one of the things as we've discussed before that they thought to keeping the very letter of the law of course they added a ton more to that was going to gain them interest into heaven and nothing could be further from the truth and um, uh, they were uh, uh, like like today. They were slow uh, to heed uh, God's message and what He was trying to accomplish and do for them. Good morning, Angel Dixon, and uh, thank you, Darlene. She understands what I was talking about there. But anyway, it kind of brings me a little bit to something last night I failed to mention for those who might have watched uh, my message. One thing I Dad uh, had sent uh, uh, this verse, First uh, John five seventeen. He texted it to me, and I read it. And but my mind, I got so much going on in my head, and I'm trying to remember and recall and things I need to express and explain. Sometimes not everything uh, jives like it's supposed to. I sometimes feel like I'm, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I mumble around too much or or too much silence of me trying to remember things and so I apologize for that I feel like I'm just stepping all over the place but what that verse he sent uh, was uh, in 517 says all wrongdoing is sin but there is sin that does not lead to death now the point of that in regards to what we were talking about last night was an issue I forgot to hit on but it applies to today as well uh, is the fact that uh, not only were the Israelites trying to justify their sins, but there are so many today who try to justify their own sins, that they try to make out like it's no big deal. In fact, there are whole churches in this area that uh, will do that. Now, I'm not saying all churches do that. I'm not saying a Fountain Life is the only church you can attend. There are a lot of good Bible-believing churches out there, so don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not painting all churches with a broad brush. I, there are certain ones, and I could tell you a few right here close to my home. <laughs> that do this help you justify sins well if sins are no big deal then it belittles jesus christ then so if your sins are no big deal you can justify that then your then jesus as a savior is not big enough for something for what you need uh to gain your entrance into heaven does that make sense that 
the, Jesus Christ the Savior is not big enough. He's not something that uh, that you need. And that's the problem with so many pastors, churches, and Christians um, is that they're not preaching the fact that you are in need of a Savior. So if you can justify your sins, then why do you need Jesus? See, and that's the problem. See, that's why everybody wants to sugarcoat everything. That's why you see some churches seem to be booming because everybody comes in like a big hallelujah barn. Everybody feels good about themselves. They go home. There's no conviction of sin. And that's what we have to do. I'm going to say things you're not going to like. I'm going to say things I may not like. You know, God's word convicts even me. Uh, you know, just because of a pastor, when I say even me, like I'm above that, I don't, I don't mean it that way. I just mean the fact that some people think as a pastor that I'm supposed to be way up here. Trust me, I'm way down here and I'm struggling and fighting and scratching as much as you are. And, uh, and you know, and that's why I have to preach with conviction. But people don't want to hear that. And pastors don't want to do that because they don't want to offend somebody and lose a fanny in the pew. And, uh, and whether it's a morning devotion, whether I'm at the pulpit, I have to preach. And, you, and I have to try to make you force yourself to look in the mirror and to look at yourself and realize, hey, there are changes that need to be made. I'm in need of a Savior. I'm in need of spiritual growth. I am in need of these things. And uh, that's something that we all have to do. And it's not pleasant. It's not fun. Growth is never pleasant. Remember when we were kids and we had to go through growth spurts? It was painful. It wasn't fun. But and as, as Christians, there are, we have to go through those uh, spiritual growth spurts that may not be fun, that may not be pleasant, that may cause pain, but it's for your good and it's for your benefit. And if all you're doing is going to feel good and uh, and then pat yourself on the back, you feel like you've done God a favor, it's not helping you one bit. It's not helping you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. So when we look at these, um, uh, this verse here, seek justice, all right? Let's look at that. Act justly. And, uh, and I want to read this here. It says, uh, Act justly would have been understood by Micah's audience as living with a sense of right and wrong. In particular, the judicial courts had a responsibility to provide uh, equity and protect the innocent. And justice was a problem in Israel at that time. So as even as Christians, we need to have that sense of responsibility of right and wrong. In today's society, there, there, the, those lines have been blurred. Uh, you know, I've often been accused of using everything black and white. What about the gray areas? You know, and I, I've just always been had the mindset, here's what God's Word says. This is what you're to do or you don't. I mean, it, to me, it is black and white. Now, there are areas that, you know, can be a little convoluted that, you know, you're like, you know, is this really wrong? Is this really right? I mean, in those rare instances, all that you can do is pray for discernment and be sensitive to lead the Spirit. But for the most part, to me, most things are black and white. This is right, this is wrong, and this is what you do. And I, I guess that's why I struggle a lot of times with, with younger people because they seem to have all these gray areas where like, eh, no big deal. It's like this TikTok trend that's going around where they're defacing and vandalizing schools. And uh, my daughter said at Boone, they're ripping uh, mirrors down off the uh, walls and uh, busting them up and taking pieces of it home. And uh, they rip toilets up out of the uh, out of the stalls and uh, destroying sinks. And, uh, and in fact, we even got a, a text talking about uh, the, uh, the felony charges that would be pushed if these kids continue to do this. And I don't get that. Man, I knew that if I tore something up, then I was going to be, I mean, that's, I mean, I, there's just no way because I knew when I got home, 
Uh, it's not that I got beat, but I was going to have a red fanny and uh, a lot of consequences. And that's the problem with these brats today. They uh, There's no consequences. The parents want to be their friends, and they want to love, and we don't spank, and, and come here and let us hold you. Well, guess what? The world is cold and cruel, and sometimes we need those spankings. I ain't saying beat a kid, but I ain't got no problem with spanking. You know, that's one thing uh, I don't agree with Dr. Phil. He don't agree with spanking. Hey, spare the rod, spoil the child. That's why that fleshy part's on your butt. There ain't nothing wrong with two or three little smacks on that rear end to get your attention to realize, oh, if I do that again, I'm going to endure some more pain. I don't want to do that no more. And um, that's why these kids are belligerent and nasty to their teachers and those in authority because they have no respect. They've never been taught that. They've never had parents who cared enough uh, to spank them. So now we, uh, we've seen all this vandalism going on in our schools. And cause they, why? Because they don't have a sense of right and wrong and not been raised in a way that they should be. Because whether I got, I don't care if I got into a fight. I don't care if I'd done something wrong. It's like years ago when I tried City Christian School, uh, I went to the one over by the airport. Uh, for a little while, then I went to, anyway, it doesn't matter. But my point is, um, they when I, I don't know, I was second, third grade, out of first, second, I don't know, somewhere in there. They had this wooded area, and they said, uh, don't go in those woods. Well, what am I going to do? I could not resist, you know, that, that, that got my curiosity. What is back there that we weren't allowed to go in those woods? So, I mean, a couple of guys went back there, and wasn't no big deal, but it was still kind of fun. But uh, I got paddled uh, because I disobeyed. Then maybe they should bring back paddling. Might uh, might help. But then when I got home, guess what? I got another paddling for disobeying a teacher. So, you know, these things help. And you're distinguishing between right and wrong. So, all right. So let's look over here and um, talk about mercy. All right. And this next uh, part here, love mercy, contains the Hebrew word hesed which means loyal love or loving kindness along with justice. Israel was to provide mercy. Both justice and mercy are foundational to God's character. God expected his people to show love to their fellow man and be loyal to their love toward him just as he had been loyal to them. Now, you know, we need to show that same kindness, love, and mercy to those around us. The problem is so many people uh, misinterpret that into thinking that we are supposed to uh, love those who are in deliberate sin against God, particularly in regards to alternative lifestyle choices. Now, we are to love the person. We are to hate the sin. We are to show kindness. We are to show God's love. But we don't condone a sinful lifestyle. Now, I don't care if that's gay or straight. We don't condone sin. But so many Christians think that, oh, well, I, it's, it's okay because I'm just supposed to love. No, we are to hate. We are to abhor sin. God hates sin. All right, plain and simple. He hates sin. And we are not to condone wrongful, sinful actions. But nonetheless, we still can show love and we can show compassion without compromising on our convictions as Christians. And that's what we have to do. And uh, there's not a lot of compassion these days. There's not a lot of mercy. There's not a lot of empathy these days. So many people have become numb. We can blame it on television, movies, whatever. But uh, we need to be more sensitive uh, to those around us. And uh, uh, not to throw roses on my shoulder, but I just like the other day, I uh, went to go grab a case of water at uh, Wally World. I saw the little lady. Uh, she's uh, struggling there. And I said, Dude, can I help you? I said, is there any way you could put this water under my buggy for me? And I, I put that under a buggy. And uh, I didn't do it to try to make myself look good. I did it because she needed help, showing that compassion, seeing somebody in need. And uh, that's my encouragement to you. Look around. If you see somebody in need, see somebody struggling, reach out and help them. They're so self-involved with our day-to-day -day, uh, 
what's going on in our lives that we sometimes lose focus on those things. All right, let's look at this uh, last part here. Walk humbly. All right. Walk humbly is a description of the heart's attitude toward God. God's people depend on Him rather than their own abilities. Instead of taking pride in what we bring to God, we humbly recognize that no amount of personal sacrifice can replace a heart committed to justice and love. Israel's rhetorical questions had a three-part progression, and verse 8 contains a similar progression. The response of a godly heart is outward, do justice, inward, love mercy, and upward, walk humbly. And, uh, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to walk humbly before God. We have to put away self-righteousness. We have to put away selfishness. We have to put away pride, lust. We've got to put away these things and be humble before an almighty God, bowing prostrate before an almighty God each and every day. That's why I get up early and do my, uh, that's why I get up so early for a hymn to read my Bible, spend my time of prayer, uh, and try to humble myself before God. And does that make me better than you? No. Does that make me a super Christian? No. I'm just doing what I know I I have to do to get my my day started in the right direction and I hope that you do the same thing whether it's first thing in the morning before you go to bed during the day whenever you make that special quiet time with the Lord but to truly humble yourself and not asking for things out of selfishness but out of true humility and asking God how we can better serve him and better be used for his glory because that's why we're here if you want to know why do I exist why am I on this earth we God's word is clear we are here to serve God and then when the sooner that we can humble ourselves before him the better off that we will be so uh, keep that in mind as you're going out and about today to let's read this one more time in Micah 6 8 seek justice love mercy walk humbly with your God so keep that in your mind as you're going out and about today and uh, demonstrating those attitudes really and it comes down to the fruits of the spirit of love joy peace long-suffering goodness kindness faithfulness self-control against such there is no law that we are to do these things demonstrating that Christ-like attitude. So don't get caught up in the uh, sphere of political events and uh, current events. You know, it's so easy to get bogged down by the news. Uh, let's just make sure that we uh, are being focused and committed to Christ. Good to know what's going on in the world, not putting that down so we can be aware and uh, be watchful. But uh, let's make sure we're demonstrating that mind of Christ. And uh, I have no harder time demonstrating that that when I'm behind the wheel of a car and it seems like every jerk every slow poke in the world finds me so so sometimes I don't always act humbly sometimes I don't always act selfless sometimes I'm just a royal jerk and uh, but I, I'm trying that's all I can do and that's all any of us can do is try so let's go ahead and close in prayer Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and blessed day. Lord, help us to take your word and apply it. Uh, Lord, let this equip us, let us edify, let us most importantly glorify you. Let us be in servitude to you, humbly going before you each and every day, Lord. Let us be mighty warriors in your army. Lord, for anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, as I was watching the news this morning, this young lady that's missing, I do pray that they will find her and that she'll be safe and well. Uh, Lord, I do pray for uh, Wendy Lee, that you do a miraculous healing upon her. Uh, Lord, I do pray for uh, Daniel Guy that is uh, battling COVID, along with Willie and Evelyn Smith. Uh, Lord, uh, they're not doing well at all, and I pray uh, healing upon them. Lord, I pray for uh, uh, 
Ginger Hood and Kim Penix and uh, so many others, Lord. And all those watching and listening this morning, Lord, you be with them. Their day will be blessed. And, uh, Lord, that you'll guide them and protect them. Be with our kids as they're going to school and all those going to work, that you'll keep them safe. And, Lord, uh, let us be served. Let us serve you mightily and do your perfect work and will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. I appreciate uh, the comments uh, as I'm speaking and talking. And uh, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.